What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. I am your host, Josh Levine, and I am joined here by my longtime friend and my co-host, Travis Hatch. And today, we have my good friend and registered dietitian, Kara Goss, on to talk about why you're not ready for fat loss. Hmm. We dive deep into what might be holding you back from achieving your fat loss goals from an internal health mindset and even stress management standpoint. And if you stay till the end, you'll learn how you can get some free guides from us to help you along your health and fitness journey. I highly recommend it. Before we get into it, we ask that if you love this episode, please give us five stars on Apple or a follow on Spotify. Share us on your socials. You can find me at Josh Levine Fitness, Travis at Travis Hawks Media, and Kara at Kara Goss RD. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget, you can also follow the podcast on Instagram. Check us out at Struggle to Strength Pod. That's it. Buckle up for a great listen and some solid info with Kara Goss. We will see you inside. have Kara Goss back and uh, we're super excited because yesterday we were trying to figure out what Kara, Kara texted me. She was like, yo, what are we talking about on the podcast? And I rapid fire texted Travis. I'm always the prepared one. <laughs> you are all, and I am not like everybody knows I am not the prepared one. I am Mr. Wing it. I just go for it. I have zero notes. I have like six words written down on a sheet right now. Um, Josh, Josh and I, each other out. Josh and I take turns going like, crazy X in each other's text messages. Like sometimes I'll have an idea and I'll send him like 50 text messages that he doesn't respond for like for a while. And, oh my God, and then, so, and then like yesterday he, and then sometimes he'll do that to me. It's just You're like right. our text it's, is like long streams yep. of one, it's one or the other. Travis texting, talking to himself. And it's just me texting, talking to myself. <laughs> yep. and it just keeps oh, going we just go back and forth like that. <laughs> so I love so, that. Yeah. So we never actually have a conversation. We just talk to ourselves for a while. And as I answer was talking, your own questions. yeah, I answer my own questions. I'm like a creepy dude in somebody's DM yeah. just talking to myself. And so I'm talking to myself. And finally I got to the actual topic of this podcast, which is going to be why you're not ready for fat loss. Yes. And yes. yeah, so I told you that and I was like, okay, we're really excited now mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, the body, the body, like we talked about, the body doesn't respond if it's not healthy. And so many people who are trying to lose weight have been trying to lose weight for so long that their body's not healthy. So Kara, yeah. you have like, in fact, you have like a, a, a guide for why you're not ready for fat loss. Maybe we just go through that guide and we explain like the different steps or, or pieces as to why you're not ready for fat loss. And then of course, I'd love for you to be able to offer that to people so that they can like find you and grab that from you at the end of the pod. Yeah, absolutely. I would freaking love that. And I think it's so true. Like, and you know, even like in the beginning of the guide, like I kind of talk a little bit about my story and the reality of it is, is I feel like we all go through some sort of journey that's obviously brought us here today. And we all do the stupid shit at first and we have no idea what we're doing. Right. And we're constantly dieting. We're constantly doing the next thing or fat or whatever it may be. And a lot of times that is why we couldn't see long-term results is because our body was truly never ready to create those results because we didn't allow ourselves to go into a health phase or go into a, you know, kind of diet prep phase, whatever you may call it. So I think that that's just super important to understand is that like, we've 
probably all been there. And like, similarly to me trying to lose fat, like you guys trying to build muscle, like we were just talking about, like the body also has to be ready to build muscle, you know? I think so. most people really don't understand that. They think that they you can either, mm-hmm. they don't know that there are different phases to go through. And I think most people think like, oh, I'm overweight. I can just lose fat or I'm skinny. You I can gain muscle. It. And they just get trapped in that like very simple mindset because they don't even see like they're playing checkers and there's a whole chess game going on. Mm-hmm. They just don't know yeah. about. Yeah. And, oh my God, yeah. And a lot of that is just the industry has told people and even like, you know, doctor prescribed diets, things like that have told people mm-hmm. that if you want to lose weight, just eat more, just eat less and move more. And that's not always the case. And for people who have been trying to lose weight or build muscle, like in my case for, Mm -hmm. you know, five, 10 years and it's not happening and it's only getting worse. Well, let's reevaluate because something's not working. Something's making it worse and we need to actually see what's under the hood. Yeah. And is the, you know, advice eat less, move more terrible not with context, but like there's no freaking context around it ever. You know what I mean? So yeah, sometimes that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. Like if you're healthy, honestly, yeah. But for the majority of the population, it's not because they've been chronically dieting all of their freaking lives. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that one of the biggest things, honestly, like one of the biggest things that I talk about with anyone and any of my clients before going into a fat loss phase is aside from the nutrition, aside from the metabolic health and all of those things is your mindset and your relationship with food. Because if you are not crystal clear on the goals that you want to achieve, and if you do not really have like more of a deep drive behind those, I feel like you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get quote unquote bored and you're going to want to give up and you're not going to reach those goals. Yeah. The, the mindset sure. behind why you're doing what you're doing is, yeah. is massively important. And yeah, it's like, that applies for every area of your life too, by the way, it does. Yeah. And especially like, let's be real. Fat loss isn't always fun. Like it kind of sucks, you know, yeah. like, like being yeah. in, in maintenance or surplus and building muscle, like, as long as you're not in a ridiculous surplus, like I was a few months ago, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a little bit more like life friendly, I guess, but like being deep in fat loss phase sucks. So, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 100%. And I think that too, it's just like, I always tell my clients, like you need to, if there's somebody who still has like a lot of limiting beliefs or like doubts about their abilities, I always tell them like, before you go into a fat loss phase, you kind of have to make sure that you identify as the person that you want to be. So like a lot of people, you know, they think that they're people who just can't lose weight or their metabolism is quote unquote slow, whatever it may be. Like you have to identify as a person who does lose weight and who does work out and who hits their goals every day, you know? So that's a really big, factor that I try and hone in on before a fat loss phase. Yeah. And that's, um, I, I, we've talked about that before where like, Hey, if you want to be a fit and healthy person, like stop beating yourself up because you're not and start believing that you are and do what fit and healthy mm-hmm. people do make decisions that mm-hmm. fit and healthy people make even as simple as if you don't have food and you need a snack and you stop at a gas station, you're going to grab a bag of Doritos. You're going to grab a protein bar. It's that simple. Exactly. Do what a fit and healthy person would do and just be that person. You will end up that person. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that for sure. So yeah, I feel like that is one of the biggest things because if your mindset isn't there first, then, you know, I always ask my clients, like, do you feel ready to do this? Is your mindset there? Because if it's not, 
and you don't think you can do this, then we're not going to do it. Right. So that would be the very first thing. Um, but then obviously like diving into just like your current nutrition status and kind of metabolic health is the huge reason why most people are not ready to lose fat is because I typically see it in like one of two situations when clients come to me is that they've either been under eating for a really freaking long time. Like I have my 50 year olds who have been dieting all their life. Like all they can remember is doing like the special K diet or, you know, whatever low fat diet that was popular in like the nineties or whatever. Um, or you have those people who are, you know, kind of like maybe quote unquote doing good or like eating less on during the week and then they're binging and they're overeating on the weekend. So right there, we already have an issue with, you know, our metabolism kind of being a little bit confused at what's going on. And especially if we've been chronically dieting, we are in an adapted state. And Josh, you said before, like, kind of, we need to make sure that we have room to go and room to move whenever we go into a dieting phase. And most people don't have room to pull from because they're coming to us eating like 13, 14, 1500 calories. Okay. Where do you expect us to pull from? Do you expect us to pull your food down to a thousand? Cause we're not going to do that. Right. So that's a huge, huge understanding is you need to know what your current nutri- like nutrition status is, like what is your current macronutrient intake. And like, that's the biggest piece of, you know, kind of like my intake assessment is creating awareness for my clients and helping them understand, okay, where are we currently lying at? Because that can tell us a lot about our metabolism right there. Mm-hmm. It tells us so much about metabolism and internal health and hormonal health and just what's mm-hmm. going on inside the body. The thing is, is, I mean, a toddler eats 1400 calories a day. Yeah. You know, so we cannot expect as full grown adult human beings to be able to have healthy internal function and eat what a toddler eats. And so we have people that Mm -hmm. come to us and they want to lose fat and they're eating, like you said, 12, 13, 14, 1500 calories a day. The way I, I like to envision it is, you know, these people, their metabolisms are like the Toyota Prius. You know, they'll like, they, yeah. they have a little bit of fuel, a little bit of food mm-hmm. and it lasts them forever because it's super, super slow to use that energy because it doesn't want to run out of gas. If you run out of yeah. gas, you die. So yeah. the metabolism is keeping you, you safe. You always make the best comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of this shit. I'm like, how does Josh think of this shit? I don't know. It's the ADHD. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you come to us as a Toyota Prius where you're very efficient with your fuel And we don't want that in fat loss. We want you to be burning through fuel. We want your metabolism to be absolutely on fire. Instead of your metabolism being a Toyota Prius where you get 300 miles a gallon, we want it to be like a Ford F-350 where it's getting like eight miles a gallon. It's burning through fuel. And well, they both get you to the destination. So Mm -hmm. if you like a Toyota Prius and a Ford F-350 will both get you to the same destination. It's just one uses a quarter tank, a a quarter gallon of gas and one uses 40 gallons of gas. So if you're in fat loss, we want you to be using a lot of gas. And in order to do that, you need a lot of gas in this case, calories, which means your metabolism has to be running fast, which means you have to be eating a lot of food. That's not going to happen on 1500 calories. That might happen at like 2,500 calories. 
Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, I want to get up to 20. I've been close to 2,500 calories, but Have I'm a you? small person. You are. Reference. Yes, so you're small. Small, small human. What What are you? What small. are you? What are you eating right now? What am I at? What am I at right now? I think I'm around 2150. So that's good. It's pretty good for my, you know, for my height. Yeah. And yeah. You, and like we said, you are a small human and you're yes. eating more than anybody that most of the people that come to us. Yeah. I yeah. eat more than my boyfriend in the day. I'm sure, so. <laughs> and he is, he is a big huge. human. He is huge. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh my <laughs> but, God. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's just, it's so important to understand that you have to have that foundation. And like, again, there's nothing to pull from if you're not eating enough. So that would be like one of the biggest reasons why you're probably not ready to go into fat loss. And then I think diving a bit deeper into that is also just like looking at the actual components of your meals and like your nutrition, you're probably not eating enough protein. Like, I don't know about you, Josh, but I can guarantee like most of the clients who come to me are eating around like 50 to 70 grams of protein a day. Um, you know, protein is so, so important for fat loss. It is, it has the highest thermic effect of food. So it's harder for our metabolism to, it takes more calories for our metabolism to um, digest that. And it burns more calories as well. So like protein is super important. And obviously for muscle growth as well, like we're looking for fat loss, we want to maintain that muscle. And just overall making sure that our meals are extremely balanced. And like most people can't really say that they're eating a lot of balanced meals. And then this dives into like, blood sugar regulation and making sure that is in check because that's one of the biggest things that I tackle right off the bat is like blood sugar issues, insulin resistance, because if we have that present, we're not going into a fat loss phase. And most people, a lot of, I'm not going to say most people, but a lot of people do have those things present without even realizing it. I do. I I do. Yeah. How crazy it was that to realize. Yeah. Do you really try to stay? I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, terrible but it's um yeah. but it was like it's not you know it's high it's not optimal and i'm like healthy yeah, yeah. and so this yeah, my was blood, yeah my blood sugar runs runs a bit higher too so this blew me away when i started uh learning about understanding and tracking fasted blood glucose in my clients i was like mm-hmm. man so many people have high fasted blood glucose numbers I know. and it's the first thing that, yeah, like you said, it's the first thing we want to fix sleep digestion and, and blood glucose. If blood glucose yeah. high is high. The nutrient partitioning is not optimal. And essentially that's yep. like, like to, to explain that to people to, so that they can understand nutrient partitioning is essentially your body's ability to take the nutrients that you're consuming and send them to where they need to go throughout the body. So if your nutrient partitioning is poor, your blood is transporting empty shuttles. Like imagine like shuttle buses from your gut that are taking nutrients Mm -hmm. from your gut to where they need to go throughout the body, like damaged muscle fibers from training. And if your nutrient partitioning is poor and your gut and your gut health is poor, you have high facet blood glucose, you're insulin resistant. Your body is just sending empty shuttle buses with no nutrients for nothing to actually occur for repair or rejuvenation. And so you're not getting your food's just going right through you. So mm-hmm. that is an yeah. important thing for us to fix. And yeah, that would be an indicator that maybe you're not ready for fat loss phase. You need a, you need a, a health phase first. For sure. But something that I, that you touched on recently here in, in, in your, when, when you were talking was, um, you were talking about muscle and uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned protein having a high thermic effect of food. And where, mm-hmm. where I was thinking of was most people who come to us wanting fat loss, 
they, I think they're just thinking fat loss. They're not thinking yes. muscle retention. And yes. so yep. like, that's important because they muscle is expensive. They just want to see the number on the scale go down. Yes, yeah. exactly. But they, it, it, like you, you want to look the way that you want to look and muscle yes. is going to do that. Not only that, but muscle is expensive calorically. So mm -hmm. if you want to burn more calories just by chilling on the couch, doing nothing, like you need to have an appreciable amount of muscle, you need to maintain it. And that's why weight training during your fat loss phase is so important as well. So important. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, people don't realize that they need that muscle on their frame to build the look that they're after. Like most people come to me and they're like, oh, like I just want to lose all this weight, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you don't want weight loss. You want fat loss because you're looking to look defined. Right. And you're not going to do that without any muscle on your frame. You're just going to be kind of saggy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. So, and, and yeah. to the, to the people who are, have tried just losing weight. Um, I think it's important to understand that your body is it's, it doesn't want to change, right? Like it, it just doesn't want you to die. So if you want weight loss and you start doing cardio and you start eating less food, like think about this logically here from, uh, from a, like the same bodies that we have now are essentially the same bodies and metabolisms that we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago before there was McDonald's and a King supers down the road. And like, you couldn't have yeah. access to food. So if your body thinks that there is limited access to food, then one, it is going to downregulate your metabolism so that it turns into a Toyota Prius and it's not going to be ready for fat loss. And two, mm -hmm. it's going to get rid of the expensive things that cost a lot of energy, like muscle, like female cycle, like hormonal yep. function, all of these things. Yep. So you can't just think weight loss. And, and, and especially when we're thinking about cardio, if you're just doing a lot of cardio, thinking that it's going to help you lose weight and get the body that you want. Ask yourself what is conducive about having muscle on your body when you're running long distances, the muscle isn't, yeah. isn't doing any, it's not, you don't need muscle to run that far. Look at mm -hmm. long distance runners. They're not muscular. Mm -hmm. They don't look like they don't have like super beach bodies, right? Like the way that we no. would normally think of them. And that's just because when you're running long distances, your body is like, well, no use in carrying around this extra 20 pounds of muscle. So get rid of yeah. that shit. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. You need to train to maintain it while you're in your fat loss phase. So how do people mm -hmm. get ready for fat loss? Um, what's the, yeah. What's the process to get ready? Yeah. So, I mean, like for me personally, it's taking them through what I call a restoration phase, which is basically just like a health phase. And this can really look like, many different things for many different people, but a lot of times it's comprised of reverse dieting because most people need that, um, at least for my clients coming to me and making sure that our basic, you know, foundation and biofeedback markers are in check and good. So like Josh said, stress, sleep, digestion, blood glucose, we need to make sure that all of that is laid down first and that we're eating enough so that we can enter into that fat loss phase. And honestly, like it's probably similar for you, Josh, but I mean, for me, like a health or reverse dieting phase can last anywhere from like 
three to six months to longer than that. Like I've, I've had clients in, in health phases for a year, depending on how badly their, you know, their hormonal function was, how long they've been chronically dieting. So it's really just all about, it's all about that consistency in those specific areas to make sure that you're in that good place. Yeah. It can take quite a while, especially, you know, Kara, you were talking about some people who have, you know, they're 40, 50 years old and they've been trying to lose fat and being in a calorie deficit yep. and chronic dieting their entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, the metabolism is intelligent. It's very smart. It remembers the trauma that you put it through when yeah. you were doing all that to yourself. So yeah, sometimes that reverse diet and health phase can take a long time. And then, you know, you probably do this as well, where at the end of the health phase of the reverse diet, when obviously we make sure that everything is good from an internal health perspective and uh, internal health standpoint, um, I like to hang out there for a little while before we go into fat loss phase. Like I imagine the metabolism as like, has a little PTSD and it's Mm -hmm. like nervous throughout the reverse diet phase. And it's like, okay, like we're cool with a little bit more food, but like still remember that time where we were starving. We thought you were going to die for like 20 years. And so we, we, we get you through that reverse diet health phase and then we hang out there until the metabolism like doesn't have PTSD anymore. And it like starts to trust us. And then like, bam, we go into fat loss phase. We trick it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's so true. And honestly, that's one of the hardest, I think that's one of the hardest things for our clients. Cause like once they get through that, you know, reverse dieting phase or the health phase and you know, it's been a while and they're like, all right. I'm at like, I'm at the peak. I'm good to go. And I'm like, JK, we're going to stay here for like <laughs> two more months. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes but, like, longer, honestly, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, like I've had clients ask me like, well, how long, like, do we just like, can we just like be at maintenance for like two weeks? And then, and I'm like, if we just did all this work for months on end and tried to put you right into a calorie deficit after that, no way. No, like it's not going to work. And that's what you have to understand is that you cannot just revert right back to your old habits after you have prepared yourself for a dieting phase. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when you're bringing clients through their reverse diet and their health phase, obviously that's, that's a challenging time uh, mentally. And yeah, it's really hard. Like, especially after even like, it's hard and I'm sure it's hard for people who have been trying to lose weight for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and probably mentally because they're like, okay, you want me to eat more and move less? Like this yeah. makes no sense. I've been like, told to eat less sense. and move more. Yeah. It's totally ass backwards. Um, it's also hard for people who are coming out of a fat loss phase because well, one, they're starving and two, they're like, ah, my, like been so strict for so long and I've been doing this fat loss phase. I've been so good. Um, and it's like, it's not over yet, but when you are getting towards the end of that reverse diet and that health phase, um, and you have clients ask you, well, Hey, you know, is this going to be a couple of weeks or, or what, what are some things that you look for in order to know that they're ready to go back into a fat loss phase? Yeah, for sure. So first thing is I get lab work done before we go into the fat loss phase, just to make sure that everything looks good internally, like thyroid function, especially that, you know, we're not super stressed that our, you know, reverse T3 isn't super high cortisol isn't super high, any of those stress markers. Um, 
And also digestion is a really, really big one, like making sure that we are pooping daily and that we're not getting super bloated or gassy or having any of those symptoms. Because realistically, like a lot of issues, if you are having any issues with fat loss and, you know, you've pulled out all the stops and the one thing that you have always struggled with is your digestion guaranteed that's something holding you back because you're like your gut is it's the house of everything in your body. Like you have to understand that so much hormone conversion goes on in there. And it really, it's so important for your immune system. And you have to understand that, you know, if your gut is unhealthy, then that's going to translate to a whole host of other issues in your body as well, and possibly hormonal issues. And it could result in weight loss resistance because an unhealthy gut is a stressor on your body. Um, so really looking at like, do we have a good digest? Do we have a good digestive um, system and health? Um, looking at just strength overall and like progress in the gym. Is this person truly progressing? Is this person, does this person, you know, have a good mindset toward their workouts? Are they, you know, getting stronger each workout each week? Um, some other things I look for are like, obviously blood glucose has our, you know, weight kind of stayed. And again, like I say this relatively because the scales and everything, but like has our weight kind of stayed stable with the calories that we're at? Like, do we feel like we found a good sticking point with our maintenance calories and, you know, we're not fluctuating too much. Um, and really stress and sleep are two huge ones. Like, are we sleeping at least seven to eight hours a night? Do we have, you know, mechanisms and systems in place to manage our stress and have these things like have all of these things been able to check out for a long amount of time. And another really important one is your cycle for females. So like looking for a normal period, like if a client doesn't have a normal period, that's something that we're 100% working on before fat loss, you know? And again, like for any females listening, if you're on birth control, that's, that throws a little bit of a wrench in there because we only have so much control whenever we're on birth control, you know? Um, but if you're off birth control, you should be having a normal cycle. And if you're not, we need to restore that. So those are like some of the main things that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And, for sure. and all of those things, like, you know, I'm sure you do the same thing as you're talking. I'm like, okay, yes, stress, stress, stress. Mm -hmm. And like all of these things, they just come down to stress and physique enhancement is just stress management. We say this all the time. So if you are already under significant stress, whether it's perceived stress or systemic stress from just your everyday life, or if you have stress from poor digestion, or if you have stress from poor sleep, All of these things are stressors on the body. And guess what? Fat loss is also a massive stress on the body. You're telling your body that it has not enough food. So these are, these are things that we need to make sure are, are important because if we have too much stress, you know, like we were talking about before we hopped on this call, we're not going to get the response. No, no. Yep. It's so true. And like, it's so hard for people to understand that like people like I'll give myself as, as an example, like I'm going through my own hormonal health journey right now. And like, I don't know when the next time is I'll be able to go into a fat loss phase. And like people just don't understand the importance of internal health and getting that in place before fat loss. Like I've had so many people ask me like, why can't you just like, put like, can't you just put yourself into a cut? Like you're a dietitian, you know how blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
I can't do that, you know, because we know when we understand that if internal health is not there and if hormonal health isn't there, then fat loss is not going to happen the way that we want it to, you know, and it's not going to be long-term either. So it's just so hard to get it across to, I think the outside world who's just been constantly fed, you know, Oh, just keep losing fat. Like you're chronically losing fat all the time. That's all they ever look for. They don't understand the periodized way of doing things. Yeah. And, and I mean, to that point, well, a couple things here is one, these people have been trying to lose fat for so long. And so when, when they come yeah. to us and we're like, okay, here's the process, here's the method we restore health we reverse diet and health phase. We get you to a point where you can earn your fat loss phase and your body is prepared for a fat loss phase for the people who just want to jump into it. You know, it's, would you rather jump into it and have it not work again? Or would you rather be yeah. sure and certain that this fat loss phase is going to work for you and that it's going to be optimal, not just, it's going to be like, okay, and you're going to drop a couple pounds and you're going to look a little bit better, but like, don't you like, you're going to do it. Don't you want to get the most out of it? Exactly. Cause otherwise you're just exactly. going to be doing what you've been doing this whole time. Yeah. And I think that's just a hard thing for people to come to terms with because they hire us solely for fat loss. And they think that immediately we're going to give them, all right, 1200 calories, chicken, rice, broccoli, let's do it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, one, none of us are ever going to do that. And two, but again, like they've been conditioned for that. Like I just had a client start with me who has hypothyroidism and she, um, she divulged to me that she had worked with a previous dietitian like a few years ago with her hypothyroid, uh, diagnosis and the dietitian put her on a 1200 calorie diet. And I was like, Oh my God. This is why dietitians get a bad rep. Like this makes me oh. so mad. Oh my God. And I'm just like, and did it work? Like, what did it do to you? It probably made your thyroid worse. So, oh yeah, it's frustrating. Oh my God. Sure. So here's something that I think would be valuable. And, and, and I hope you're okay with, with talking about it is, um, you're going through your own health phase right now, your own journey. Yes. And I think that a lot of people, are going to relate to you in that that's, that's hard to do. Like a lot of people who it's just, you know, hard. the people who just, for example, want to come to us and they're like, like you were saying, they just want to lose weight or they just want to lose fat. Yeah. And we're like, eh, not yet. How, I mean, how do you, how do you mentally battle that? I think it's, it's hard because it's easier for me. And I, I don't say that lightly because this is still really freaking hard and I am going through a very uncomfortable time in my journey, but I have seen throughout the past three and a half years, like that I've been on this journey and that I've worked with a coach and mind you, like I've been on this journey for like freaking 10 years now, but just seriously for three and a half years, the importance of, you know, delayed gratification and understanding that this shit takes a long time. And for me, the way that I, the something that really helps me is just like actually like giving my, and this might sound like woo woo, but like giving my body gratitude and understanding that, that like the reason, you know, my body's doing what it's doing right now. The reason I'm gaining weight and I've had a missing cycle and all of those things is because 
it is protecting me because I've been in this stressed out state for so long and it's doing everything that it can to say, Hey, like we're trying to protect you. Like we're not using all of your energy and all of that stuff. So just like kind of thinking through the process of it for me is really, really helpful, but also just constantly reminding myself that like this shit is temporary. And I think it's harder for pe- it's harder for people who have never been through this before. Like I have never been through this kind of length of a health phase because I've never really uncovered any hormonal issues up until I came off of birth control, but there were phases of maintenance and reversing where I did gain a bit of weight with, you know, um like in the past and it's really, it was really important for me to understand that, okay, like after those phases, I was able to go into a fat loss and be even more successful. So for me, having that past experience is really helpful, but for people who have never had that past experience, it's hard for them to trust us because all they know is failure. You know what I mean? But the reality of it is, is I think just really trusting your, first of all, having a good freaking coach and trusting your coach and trusting what they are telling you because you're not stuck. And honestly, you just, you have to constantly remind yourself of that. Honestly, I do a lot of journaling. I do a lot of like self-love work, like meditation, breath work, all of that stuff, because it just really helps me to like connect with my own body during this time. Like, especially when I'm feeling like my most uncomfortable in it. And it's just, it's so important to just keep reminding yourself that this is temporary, but again, people can't see that when they're deep in it, you know? So it's, it's definitely difficult. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds, it sounds very challenging. And of course, you know, we relate to those people as best we can. And, um, it's, it's, it's a good perspective that you have of like, my body is protecting me. And, mm-hmm. um, it's and like thanking it, you yeah, know, Just like, like you it's keeping you alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's keeping sure. you alive. It's keeping you safe. It's, it's doing, I mean, more or less, uh, especially from like a metabolic perspective, it's done what for, for people who are dieting chronically for a long time, it's done. Ex- it's not broken. It's done exactly what no. you've told it to do. Yeah. It's doing its job. Yeah, for sure. It's and just I just been think misinformed. that again, it's like you, I think that so many people just get stuck in like this kind of like they get stuck in the middle of like the stage that they're in now. And a lot of people tend to take one situation and generalize it to their entire journey. So like a lot of people tend to generalize, well, this is where I'm at. I'm just stuck. I'm here forever. I'm never going to lose the weight. Like people have that all or nothing mentality and you can't do that to yourself. Like you have, you got to put shit in perspective. Like there is, somebody who can help you. And again, like if you have a coach, you need to trust their plan of action for sure. That is arguably the most important part is you have to trust their plan and believe in it. And mm-hmm. and I think having a relationship with your coach where they can have, we can have conversations like this about your, your mindset around how you view yourself and how you view your journey is super important because if you're following your coach's orders and your pres- coach's prescriptions, and you're following them, but internally you're kind of telling yourself, oh, like well, this isn't going to work again. It's never worked before. Well, guess what? It's not going to work. You have that to. That plays a factor. Oh my god, the things that you tell yourself, huge factor. I swear. Yeah. Like, People can 100%. be so mean to themselves. Like we can all be so mean to ourselves. 
oh so mean and yeah. i will even say even with me like in the first like few months of like coming off birth control and like starting to gain weight and shit like i was so mean to myself and just like i was like miserable and honestly lately i'm just like fuck it i feel good i am who i am like i'm in whatever body i'm in right now and i've just been so much nicer to myself and like constantly like journaling out words of affirmation and stuff like that and that shit helps because like mm-hmm. we were we were talking to like uh joelle cavaniero yesterday and she said you know every your body hears everything you say to it and again like it sounds woo woo but it's fucking true it yes. is mm-hmm. like i swear it plays such a huge role it does and you ever have those like bad mental health or those bad um body image days where like you're just really not feeling good about yourself but then someone will tell is like someone will say you look great or or yeah. compliment you and you're like it like it catches you off guard and you're almost like really like, you're you, don't, like, like oh. you don't believe them and like, yeah. yeah, in terms of practicing gratitude or journaling, like if you talk to yourself more the way that those people talk to you, you'll feel a whole lot better about yourself. For sure. Well, you're in, sure. everything yeah. in your body responds to your brain. So mm-hmm. why would it not respond to like the way that you speak? Like that, that seems pretty like when you think about it it seems pretty obvious yeah. That that. <laughs> yeah 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 it definitely is but like people won't think of that you know like people don't realize the way that their thoughts and like words shape who they are you know so do you think it's that definitely so important do you think that in like a reverse phase or in a, especially in a fat loss phase or in any time where where stress is high obviously with our clients we incorporate stress mitigation tactics um, but do you have your clients incorporate things like gratitude or, um, or journaling or things to improve their negative self-talk? Oh my God. Yeah. 100%. A really big thing that I like to do is doing like positive affirmation, like sticky notes on, um, like their mirror or whatever that they read out loud, like three every day. Um, that's super, super important. And then definitely things like journaling. Um, I like to give a lot of prompts to my clients and just like having them also just like brain dump, like all of the things that they are feeling about themselves and then kind of like counter it with like something that actually has helped me a lot is like making like a t-chart and like writing on the left side like all of the things that your imposter self is telling you and like your negative side of your brain is telling you and then countering it with a truth you know what i mean like i'm fat i'm ugly blah blah blah, all these things and then just like actually countering it with a truth like you know i'm not fat i've just gained some body fat because i'm in a hormonal health phase you know what i mean and just kind of like again bringing it back to reality and putting it in perspective i think is really really helpful but that's something so important for my clients Mm -hmm. it's probably the people who are listening are probably like man i thought i was going to learn about fat loss and like (laughs) i feel like nobody expects like this to be part of fat loss (laughs) it's so true it's so true yeah i mean on top of all of like all of the science that we talk about dude mindset is everything it really is and it's part of what we do as coaches it's we're like mm-hmm. we're not coaches are so far beyond just macros meal plans and workout programs like that's yeah, because honestly half that shit doesn't he won't even work anymore unless you get to the internal shit like mm-hmm. it it's wild i was honestly just talking to who's i talking to i was talking to a coach friend yesterday and i was like it's crazy how much like macros and just like workout plans like don't get me wrong yes they still work but like 
a lot of times anymore, like they won't work if you do not understand the importance of stress, sleep, digestion, mm -hmm. hormones, all of those things. Like, mm -hmm. and it's wild. Cause it's like, I remember back when I first started coaching, I had so like, before I knew a shit ton about this stuff, I had so many clients who were so difficult and just like weight loss resistant, like could not lose a pound, no matter what we did. And I wasn't focusing as much on the things that I focus on now. And now it all comes full, full circle. And I'm like, holy shit, that's why. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we were going outside in instead of inside out. Yeah. 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 Did I ever, <laughs> did I ever tell you the story about uh, the, the story of the chicken pot pie? <laughs> Jerry's yes, chicken pot dude. pie. Oh my God. I love it. Oh Have my God. On here you yeah. <laughs> okay. So we were at Coachella. I think it was 2014. Travis was so, there yeah. and we were getting ready for day two. I believe it was at Coachella. I think it was three. Oh, it might've been day three. Okay. Um, so yeah, day three, Coachella, 2014, we set the scene. We're at this like bungalow house in, um, wherever Coachella is in the, the semi, no, the Valley, whatever. And where is Coachella? It's in, uh, it's in the Coachella, Coachella Valley. desert. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's right it's next like, to Palm Springs. What state is that in? California. California. Oh, California. Yeah. Okay. It's like an so, hour and yeah. half from LA. Palm trees, pool is overflowed. Side note, we'll get to that later. But um, so, so Jerry, my friend Jerry, got this. We got this chicken pot pie. We did a big Costco run. Jerry got a chicken pot pie from Costco. It was one of the frozen ones. It was uncooked. And so he yep. throws it in the oven so that we can have some fuel for the day. And on the chicken pot pie, it says, you know, to cook it at what, like 450 for like an hour and a half or something. And or it was something crazy like that. It was going to take a long time. And Jerry was yeah. like, Oh, well, fuck it. I'll just like put it on broil and cook it for 30 minutes or whatever. And he was like, oh, if I just Turn like, yeah, he was like, if I just like cook it way higher and do it faster, then it'll get done faster. Right. And uh -huh. so he takes it out of the oven and it looks great. Like the, it's, it looks great on the outside It's beautiful. I think we had 17 people there. Pie. It was a beautiful chicken pot pie. We had 17 people there. I think 15 of us ate it everybody got food poisoning <laughs> everybody threw up most of that day and night i think i watched oh, i remember watching God. kendrick lamar in the fetal position curled up next to like one of the art installations and, <laughs> and so i love this story yeah so like i've had clients who were like well just can't we just like go into fat loss phase i'm like no like we need to focus on what's inside and i told them the story mm -hmm. of jerry's chicken pot pie and i was like you know what if jerry had just focused on making the inside good the outside yeah. would have looked great and nobody would have gotten food poisoning <laughs> yep so freaking true. So, oh my God. That's such a good story that so, to relate back. So don't be like Jerry cook your chicken pot pies from the inside out. <laughs> exactly. And don't think that you have to do more in a quicker amount of time to get you to where you yes. want to be. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. How do you deal with that with clients who, well, I'm sure clients come to you and they're doing the most while they're eating yes. the least. How do you, mm -hmm. how do you deal with that? Like, managing all of their, their wanting to do more, 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 more. Yeah. I think that it's just, you know, it's constant, you know, reassurance that more is not better. 
better is better. And I'm pretty sure Mark Tominek said that I'm stealing that from him. Somebody, somebody big in the fitness industry said that, but it's so true. And what I actually have them kind of do is like, take a look at, I really like to have them look at their past and like, look at what they've done in the past and where it's gotten them, you know, because most times they've always done more, they've done more cardio, they've poured more, more food down, whatever, or they've pulled more food down, whatever it may be. And, you know, it's kind of taking a look back and saying, well, did that work for me? No, it didn't. But then I'll have them look at, okay, like let's look at our current day-to-day routine because I can guarantee you that before you try adding on more, where are the gaps in our routine? Like what are we not doing that or not doing as optimally as we could, that we could, you know, just be getting better at. And like most people will be like, well, you're right. Like I might not be hitting my macros exactly to the T or I might not be getting my gallon of water every single day, or I might not be giving it my, all my cardio sessions. Again, all of those things add up and helping people to understand that whenever you look at all of those gaps and you look at your routine and say, okay, instead of adding more, what can I just do better that I'm already doing? It's so huge. And honestly, like I've said that to clients before and they're like, wow, like I've never thought of it that way. So that's something that really helps my clients like kind of put it in perspective for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the clients who, yeah, yeah they want another workout. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I, I, it's like my real last night, my real last night, that was one of them. Yeah. Like, do you need a new workout yeah. program or do you just need to follow it consistently? Yeah. yeah. Dude, two, two per week is, is yeah. plenty for me. Dude, I have Travis training twice a week and it like, he looks great. Like his, his body yeah. is so much less stressed. You can just see it Yeah, and he feels yeah. great. And yeah, it's amazing. We, we don't always, and need I'm just focused on like those, those workouts being more and more effective. And then the more effective exactly. they get, like the more sore I am. And like, you know what I mean? Like when I started it, they were less effective. So I felt like, oh man, I could maybe do like a third workout. But instead mm-hmm. I've made those two more effective. And now I'm like, I couldn't, I don't want to do it. Like, um, you know, I, I don't feel like I would be fully recovered for a third workout at this point, maybe yeah. at some point, but mm-hmm. right yeah. now, like two is, is like perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I, I almost like to think of, you know, we have rest times between sets in our training. Mm-hmm. Like we, we wait, uh, for most of us, we rest as long as we need until we can perform the next set to the absolute best of our ability. And so this doesn't mean like train harder and take less rest and get more sweaty and get more tired. This means have a more conducive workout towards your goal of, in in my case, building muscle. And so I rest as long as I need between my sets so that I know I can perform the next set to the absolute best of my ability. I do the same thing between my workouts. Mm -hmm. I rest as long as I need between my workouts so that I know I can perform the next workout to the absolute best of my ability. If I'm like, today is a rest day. If I'm supposed to train legs tomorrow and tomorrow comes and I'm like, you know what? I just don't really feel fully recovered much like after a heavy set of squats, I go to do the next set and I'm like, ah, I think I need another minute. I'll take another minute. I'll take another rest day or train later in the day or train on Friday because I know that that's going to be more conducive. Like Travis said, it's going to be more effective and more isn't going to get me closer to my goals, more effective will. And so that's like a hard mental battle that I've overcome recently is like, I used to hate resting. 
I used to think that if I wasn't resting, if I was resting, I wasn't working. And if I wasn't working, I was growing. And now I've learned to appreciate what better means and what more effective means. And I know that, okay, I have a goal that I want to get to. And I am confident and comfortable knowing that me resting right now is actually helping me get closer to that goal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so huge. And again, like people just don't realize that because that's what they're fed all of their lives is no days off. And, you know, oh, you work out six, seven days a week. So do I, you know, so understanding that like that rest is so, so crucial. And like, for me, like I like, just as an example, like I did legs, what's, what's today, Wednesday, I did legs on Monday and I was so freaking exhausted yesterday. Like I just knew it wasn't happening. And yesterday was already a rest day. And today I felt the exact same way. So guess what? I took a second rest day and I'm going to go train tomorrow because I know my body. And I know that if I'm super taxed, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. So it's just understanding like, and again, understanding when your body actually needs the rest and when you're just like actually making an excuse and not going to yeah. you know. Have you guys heard of the CO2 tolerance test? The CO2, is there another name for it? This is, I think I, yeah. A carbon dioxide tolerance test, I guess. I think I have, but I don't know what it is. This is something I, I heard on Huberman's lab. Okay, day. yeah, let's. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's around like recovery. And okay. like, so um, the idea is to see like, I guess your body would have more carbon dioxide resistance the more recovered you are or the less stress your body has. And so um, like like a simple at-home test you can do is you basically take four full breaths, one breath every five to 10 seconds and three to five second uh, inhale followed by a five to 10 second exhale, um, one second pause. And then at the fourth inhale, you basically like inhale as much as you can and then you breathe out as slow as physically possible and you time that. And you see how long it takes you to get from like fully inhale to fully exhale, like as slow as possible. Um, and basically, I guess like the longer you can hold, you know, the, the longer that can take you, like the more, I get, I'm not sure if it's more or less resistance, but the longer it takes you to breathe out, the more recovered you are. And so if you can't like, if it t- mm. like, yeah, you should, you should try it like sense. the day after you do your workout you know, it, maybe it'll, it'll be like say 40, cause you, you guys are like, a, a, you know, in the athlete category. So you would probably be more like, let's say 40 seconds, but then like two or three days after your workout, it would probably be like 60 or 90 seconds that, it, that you could. And then you'll know, like if it's like under 30 or 40 seconds, like you probably shouldn't hit your workout because That's really you're, not, you're not fully recovered. That's, That's super interesting. I'll send you this. I have a website right here of it. I'll send it to you. But yeah, send us that link. Karen. I never heard of that before, but I thought it was, I was like, damn, I, I haven't tried it, but I want to try it. I bet you would get better at it too. Almost like, uh, like deep divers yeah. who learn how to breathe yes. better. And the better you practice For that sure. exactly, the better your recovery should be. The yeah. more you work on your CO2 resistance with breath. So like people who like practice breath work religiously are going to have better mm-hmm stress like, management because like and, Wim Hof. Yeah. And it's not just a mental thing of being like, Oh, here's my breath work. So I'm lowering my mental stress. It's literally your body's resistance to CO2 helps with your recovery and your dude. That's super wow. fascinating. Kara, if you like, have you listened to Huberman lab, the podcast? 
No. Okay, so Travis just introduced me to it's it. It's a new I, podcast. It's it's new. It's new. Okay. He's only has like thirty five episodes. I think. Really? Okay. So I have insane. I, it's like super nerdy deep dive fitness tech talk. And, oh my god, I would fucking. Love oh my it. god, it's fat. Like he did, um, and I, I still haven't gotten through the whole thing. But he did. He yeah, they're like two episode. and a half hour episodes. Dude, he has like, and a, it's just yeah, like it's, tons of like <laughs> facts and like and like methods that he has. Oh my yeah. god, he explains like the notebook. entire. Um, how literally how the body builds muscle from like start to finish. And I'm like, it's so fucking fascinating. Just that is so cool. Yeah. Oh, I gotta listen to it. Yeah. So for those listening to it's called Huberman lab, uh, shout Huberman. out to shout out to yeah. Huberman. And a lot of the stuff that he talks <laughs> about, I mean, he's like, I don't, I, I don't know what his resume is. He's a scientist of some sort. Um, who focuses on like human optimization. And so a lot of that stuff is going to be like the, the like science that's on Joe Rogan. So it's not going to be like the science that your doctor would tell you, but it's like things that are being studied right now. And, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like maybe it's like the whole thing with like, nutri like things with nutrition change all the time because the science on it is so new that it's always yeah. being updated. And so like, yeah, but yeah, this is, this is something that's been like studied a lot recently and they've found, um, is like a good telltale sign of if you're fully recovered for another like workout that's like gonna shock your nervous system like weight weightlifting. That's super Dang. cool. Damn. That All is right. super cool. So Definitely yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this CO2 recovery test. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna play around with it. Um love that. Cool. So Man, Kara, we're, we're, I mean, we're coming up on an hour and I know that in the beginning we talked about your, your guide that for why you're not ready for fat loss. Um, I want people to have access to that. And you know what? Like we've been talking a lot about stress management too. We can, we can collab on this cause I've got a cortisol and stress management guide. So oh, heck yeah, we can collab. What's up? Love and it. give people the why you're not ready for fat loss guide and the cortisol and stress management guides so that people can help get ready for fat loss a little bit more effectively. Um, That's perfect. Yeah. Love but that. before we go for those of us, for the, uh, for those of the listeners who are new, I'm sure they're going to want to follow you. I hope they do. And they're going to want to be in your Facebook group. So give yourself the plug. Mm -hmm. I appreciate everything. Just tell people where they can find you. Heck yeah. So you can find me most easily on Instagram at Karagos underscore RD. And then on Facebook, I am just Karagos, but I do have a um, private Facebook group. It's free and it's called the Functional Fat Loss Secrets for Women group. We do a ton of trainings in there. I give away a lot of free information, a lot of just free stuff as well, um, talking all about hormones and fat loss. And then I also have a podcast of my own with Josh and I's uh, great friend, Kylie Kaiser, which is called Not Your Quick Fix Podcast. So you can go ahead and check that out. And yeah, that's, that's really the plug on me. Oh yeah. Is your functional fat loss, uh, Academy for women or functional fat loss secrets group. Is that just for women or are men allowed to join that too? Men can join it too. Yes. Okay. There's mainly women in there, but men can 100% join it. I, I have some men in there. Okay. So awesome. Feel free. Cause men want to lose fat too. Right. We all got oh, goals. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and for, for your guide, can people just, uh, find you on Instagram? Can they message you on Instagram or find you on Facebook and just message you for it? Yeah. 
All right. For sure. You can 100% message me. I'll give you the link and then you'll be able to download it from there. All right. Awesome. So y'all go find Kara on Facebook, Instagram, join her functional fat loss secrets group. Um, and you can message her and get the, why you're not ready for fat loss guide. And then you can get the one, two punch and message me and get the cortisol and stress management guide. And you'll be set. You're good set to go. Yeah. Please <laughs> report back to us about your results. Yes. Yes. You. We like data. Please share yes. your information with us <laughs> and also just like say hi to us. We like talking to you guys. So Yes, we love talking. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on again, Kara. I always appreciate chatting with you. And um, obviously I get to talk to you every day, but hopefully oh, we'll yeah. have you. And we get to see each other in less than a month. Oh shit. Yeah, we're in Vegas in less than a month. Dude, I'm in Burning Man in like a couple weeks. And I'm like, oh fuck, this is a lot. Josh, you're always somewhere. Your life, man. Dude, my life. I don't know how you do it. I don't either, honestly. I'm, I'm, I like my bed now though. So Damn. I'm enjoying it. Bed is so good. Dude. I love my bed. <laughs> <laughs> you handle um, it well though. You I, it, well. it looks like it. No, <laughs> no, it's been fun, but oh man. Well, Carrie, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more off air, but everybody, I appreciate you all for tuning into another episode of this functional or to the struggle to strength podcast. I almost said the functional fat loss secrets. I'm just a mess. Anyway, I love you all. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>